This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. You guys ready to get into the Bible? We are a Bible-believing church. We believe it is the Word of God, just as um, uh, Paul, uh, or, uh, in one of the uh, Timothy there, it says, in the book of Timothy, it says um, that it's God-breathed, amen, given by inspiration of God. And so uh, we, we, this, isn't his, this just isn't some historical text. We believe it is the living Word of God given to us so that we could live life in Christ, amen? And um, hallelujah. Let's just... Um, open up in prayer here. And if you want to turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, and we're in the middle of our series here, Holy Spirit, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, and um, I'll open this up in prayer. But first, I just wanted to welcome uh, my best friend. I got my best friend here, everybody. Um, And and my wife is my best friend. She is. She is. I'm not... Okay, some of you are looking at me like, what, who's your best friend now? My, you know, no, but my friend Kwok and his beautiful wife Rosanna and their kids are here. So welcome, guys. These guys, me, me, me and Kwok go back to first grade, second grade. No joke, second grade. And uh, we got a little history. Yeah, we go way back. And when Pastor Nick said, I'm, like, I was from the 90s, my wife whispered in my ear so delicately, no, no baby, you're from the 80s. So I was like... I was like, kind of, kind of, yeah. That's when I met Kwok, okay? I met Kwok back in 82. Yeah, and so Kwok and his family, they're planning on planting a church up in San Jose where I grew up and all that. So, yeah, so it's cool to see you guys. Sorry, I know you're trying to be on vacation, second row, center of attention. But I love these guys so much. And me, Kwok, and Rosanna go way back just when we first got saved. Uh, I think Rosanna was in high school at the time, and me and Kwok were like 30 or what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. We were, uh, we were like, you know, young adults. And we came up in the same church right there in the inner city of downtown San Jose on 13th and Jackson was our church right next to Rolo's Donuts. And um, so that's where we, Pentecostal Deliverance Church. So if you know, want to know where I'm from, that's, that's our heritage. And Pastor Kwok just preached there like last week or something, right? Yeah, so we got some history together, so, it's so I'm stoked they're here. So um, it's good to have family in the building. So um, awesome, great to have you guys here. Let's just open up in prayer here. Uh, Acts chapter two, verse one. Father, we just thank you for your word. We, we, we pray, God, that you uh, speak to us, God, not from the outer court, the inner court, but speak to us from the most holy place. And Lord, I pray that, that I don't speak to your people. I pray that the Christ in me speaks to the Christ in them. Lord, ignite the Christ nature in all of us. And Lord, make us more like Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Here we go. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. It says this. Uh, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Everybody say one accord. In one place. Say one accord one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven so heaven responded to unity heaven responded when 120 people got together for one purpose and and as of a rushing mighty wind one version says a violent rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house 
where they were sitting, one accord. And, and so this is my first point. We're going to jump right in here. The Holy Spirit, we're talking about Holy Spirit this month, responds to unity. The Holy Spirit re- responds to unity. Well, the Holy Spirit will respond to unity in a marriage. The Holy Spirit will respond to unity in the marketplace. The Holy Spirit will respond to unity in, in your relationships. The Holy Spirit will respond to unity in our connect groups. The Holy Spirit will respond to unity in the house of God. Where there is unity, heaven is attracted when, when God's people get along. You know, me and Pastor Nick were talking this last Thursday in a meeting. We are just talking about the different kind of branches and, and, and camps of Christianity and stuff. And I remember Pastor Nick was like, man, like, why can't we all just get along, right? And I'm like, and, you know, there's a point there that, that, yes, there are distinct callings and giftings and churches and people. And just because they're different doesn't mean we need to hate on each other. Uh, because where there's unity, the Holy Spirit responds. And some people are like, man, just pray for the Holy Spirit. I just haven't felt the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's a lack of unity with the people you're around because, hey, maybe you don't have to work so hard if you just get along. Come on, somebody. He's attracted to unity. Amen. Anybody married people in here? I mean, when there's unity, man, I just feel the Holy Ghost in my kitchen. I'm like, God is up in the building today, and I didn't spend 10 hours in praying tongues to get him there. I'm not opposed to that, but, but it was because there was agreement. There, there, agreement is a spiritual law that heaven responds to agreement. There's something in the heart of God that says, man, if they get along, I'll show up. You don't need to be perfect. You don't know, need to all get along uh, or, or agree on everything. Hopefully we don't, because if we agreed on everything, this would be weird. Because we're humans and we have opinions, but we agree on the main things. If they could just agree that I'm Lord, I'll show up. If they agree that I love them and I will come and work and heal and deliver, I will do something. You don't have to be perfect. You don't need a perfect past. You don't need to do everything just right all the time. He just wants to see if we'll lay down our personal agenda and he'll, he'll show up when we're in agreement. All right, in my, in my house, we're trying to agree on getting out of the house at the same time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We're on a different clock. I'm like, I thought we were ready, and my wife disappeared. Where did she go? Babe, what, what, what happened? We were, you're dressed. Came upstairs this morning. Babe, are you getting dressed again? Like, we're ready, girl. Everything's downstairs. What do you do? Somebody say unity. unity. I didn't feel the Holy Spirit in that moment. I'm not saying it was her fault. I think it was my fault. But, but, but there's something about agreement, unity. Agreeing to leave the house. This is, I'm venting now at the, same, at the right time. Come on. Anybody, people, you're always on time that you aggravate everybody else in your world. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> All the people that are proud to be, look at musician in the back's like, look, I've been sitting around every gig, <laughs> right? I think Jacob posted something one time, just sitting there like when they all show up late and he's just waiting. The, life, the struggle is real. Come on, somebody say unity. If we could just agree on Christ, we don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to agree on the same type of food. I know some of y'all, are, I mean, you're super healthy. Every, you know, you do, it's all organic um, kale sandwiches. Uh, 
And it's all good. I mean, I'm down for a little kale, little kale smoothie and all that, but, but I'm not all the way over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you got some people like, look, man, I'm healthy. I'm good. I work out stuff, but I'm going to have me some fried chicken and chicken wings. Like, I'm, I'm, there's no shame in that. Come on, somebody. And some of us, man, you watch your carbs. You're not a big carb person. I try to watch my carbs, to be honest. Lately, I have been. And, uh, you know, because when you start getting to a certain age, the carbs just working against you, right? But we don't have to agree on all that stuff. Like, that, that's, that's secondary. If the food is good, I'm showing up. Now look, if you, you ever been to a barbecue with your family and there's people there with issues, but you can deal with them because you know the food is good. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like look, Uncle Bobo and them, they're a little off, a little shady, but it's okay because we're about to eat some good food and I could deal with, the, thing, the problem is, is if the food ain't good and the people are shady, that's when I'm like, I got to find another barbecue to go to. But I could deal with you. And so come on, in the house of God, we got all kind of people with all kind of issues. And I'm cool. You could deal with mine. And I, you could show me a little mercy. I could show you a little mercy because I know the food is good up in there. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, let's unify around the food. Let's just, if the food is good. You know what I'm saying? If the food is good. All right. All right. Just make sure you use those little gloves, forks, and stuff. Don't put your hands all on it. Just do it right so everybody else can partake. Ever been in line and somebody like, okay, not touching that. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? But, so, but one accord. This is what the word one accord means in the Greek. It means the same passion. It's, it, it's, it's an active word. One accord isn't some religious term like that we just sit idly by and just go, yeah, you know, we all love Jesus here. Hallelujah. No, but one accord in the Greek, it comes from two words. It means same and passion. That this 120 people in this upper room passed the test, because I, I believe Pastor Nick was preaching a couple weeks ago, started with like 300. And then they lost some along the way, but the passionate ones remained. And God responded to oneness of passion or expression, expressing our passion to God together. That you can get certain things on your own. It's awesome when you got one person passionate. But from heaven's perspective, from our Father's perspective, from the Holy Spirit's perspective, is when I can get two or three passionate together. There is something that God responds when there's unity in the environment. It is a powerful thing. We're two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in their midst. If two touch and agree, I will do it. Why? Because they're in agreement. Somebody, when you have a prayer need, you need to bring it up. We pray every Sunday at nine with all of our leaders. We also pray at seven on Facebook Live. Pray first. Look at your neighbor say, pray first. But I'll ask anybody have any prayer needs because agreement, it's, it's, there's something that happens from God's perspective when we agree. God loves that stuff. He is attracted to agreement. I love to sit with my kids when they are playing together and getting along. And I got to find moments when it's happening. Somebody say amen. Because it, sometimes it don't last that long. So I got to know that, find that window. And, and, God, and God looks at us as his, as his children that the Holy Spirit responds 
to unity. We must get over our petty stuff when it comes to the big picture. If anything, we should celebrate the diversity and the differences and be cool with that and not have to feel like you have to agree with it, but we got to be able to go, wow, that's different. Anybody ever met anybody like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's different, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, my wife and I, totally two totally different backgrounds. We do things different. Sometimes, I've shared this before, I forget just being the white person that I am. I didn't grow up putting lotion on. And and so she'll be like, did you put lotion on their feet? I'm like, no. So I forgot. I got it on the legs and the arms now. Like, I'm working my way to that. So I didn't grow up in a house. Like, I'm ashy, but you really can't tell. You got to look close to find out. So there's things that are just different. Things are different in my house. Like, me and Uncle Zari here, my brother, we smell all the food. Like, is this still good? And my wife's like, I made it yesterday. And I'm like, babe, I don't know. But she, she will, she, she's like, it's, it's, it, it was seasoned, marinated, all that good stuff. Like, why are you trying to throw it away? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I had some bad experiences with bad food. Like, oh, I mean, it got bad. But, but it, <laughs> anybody, you're like, look, leftovers. It's all about leftovers. Yeah, I like leftovers. I'm cool with leftovers. But it's a little different. It's just different. <laughs> I don't know. It's still good. It's still good. Okay? So, so there is differences. There is differences. Um, I did not grow up in a house. Uh, I'm, I'm preaching. I'm preaching the word here. But I did not grow up in a house where we didn't do the best job of seasoning our food. <laughs> okay? We did not. We did not. Now, my wife has taught me. I don't know if you, I posted something a couple days ago where she texted me and said, babe, this chicken is good. And I was like, woo, woo. I seasoned the chicken good, right? I did it. Come on now. When you, when you have a white man, a black wife saying, I seasoned the chicken good. <laughs> Look it. Give me a hand, people. Come on now. <laughs> Holy Ghost is moving. Somebody say Unity. But there are differences, and we're going to get into this. There are differences of administration, but the same spirit. There are differences of of manifestations, but the same spirit. It ain't some different spirit. It's the same spirit. We might have differences in upbringings and cultural differences, but cultures always second to kingdom. Our, our, our ethnicity, our upbringing, our neighborhood is secondary to the priesthood. Come on, somebody. All right, the Holy Spirit responds to unity. If we focus on unity, the Holy Spirit will show up. When it's time to give God praise, when there's unity in the house, in our praise, the Holy Spirit comes. Not because we're special, not because we're gifted necessarily, it's because we're on the same page. We are here to give God praise. And if we do that, he will show up. He inhabits the praises of his people, plural, not person. He doesn't inhabit the praises of a worship team. He inhabits the praises of his people. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. 
I implore you, I beg you, guys, walk worthy, right? That's what he's saying. With all lowliness and gentleness, here we go, with long suffering, here it is, bearing with one another in love, here it is, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. My wife and I have many things we disagree on. What time to leave the house? (laughs) Stuff like that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. That our differences, it's crazy. You know what? People get divorced over the toothpaste. They get divorced over the toilet paper. They, get, yeah, they do. They get divorced. And you, you, go, you, you, get it, you get into a conversation and you go all the way back. That thing is so petty. It's ridiculous. And the devil blew that thing up. And there's real emotion and hurt there, and there's real stuff there. But I tell you what, it starts with something that's so trivial. It's just a way of doing things. It's something that don't really matter for the long haul. Somebody say amen. Amen. I understand the emotions are real and the feelings are real, but we have to endeavor, the Bible says. Everybody say endeavor. endeavor. That means to work. That means to give an effort to. We endeavor. We endeavor. God is the, the Holy Spirit will come and move and respond to our unity, but we have to endeavor to keep that unity. Unity just doesn't happen. Unity just doesn't always happen. We have to endeavor, put work and effort behind it. We're going to launch our series next month, Hustle and Flow, that God works in the context of discipline and miracles, that it's never one or the other, that God operates in the realm of grace and works. Like, I don't do works to please God, but because I'm walking with God, I've received his spirit, I will do good works. Somebody say hustle and flow. Unity takes work and effort, okay? And so endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We fight for unity. We fight for it. Come on, somebody. We fight for it. It is something that we put effort behind as a person in whatever context you feel the Lord's ministering to you right now. You, we are responsible to fight for the unity that God responds to. Amen? That is something we fight for. It, it is, you know, uh, we don't want, uh, when things get in the way um, of the Holy Spirit, uh, whether it's uh, an offense, um, whether it's just your own, your own internal thing, insecurity that's triggered, and it, those kind of things will create a separation with the people you love. They will create a separation from people, and that's where the endeavoring comes in. We have to release our faith and, and actively and proactively forgive. And the Bible says bearing with one another in love. Why? Because sometimes that is what it takes to create unity and say, you know what? I love you anyhow. I'm going to love you anyway. I'm not going to f- let this fester in me. I forgive you. I'm going to let you off the hook on that one. How many, who have you let off the hook lately? Who have you just said, oh, it's all good. I got you, man. It's all good. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Heal me. Thank you. Yeah, I just bless you, and it's all good, and and, and, and you just work it out between you and the Lord, because that's the work of the enemy. The devil tries to bring in the division. You know, we have to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit, capital S, in our marriages, in our homes, that, that that is what we unify around. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 25. 
And my second point is this, we must fight to preserve unity. We must fight for it. It's something we fight for. Men of God, I charge you in here that we ought to be the ones that fight for unity as men of God. We fight for it. Um, And that word endeavor, this is what it means. As you're turning to 1 Corinthians 12, 25, I'll read it in a second. This word endeavor means to give our best. That's what it means in the Greek. It means to give my best. When it comes to unity, if we could get unity on point, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will move. He responds to unity. Obviously, I'm talking about unifying around the Word of God and the Spirit of God. I guarantee you, marriages, uh, families, homes, this church, if we get unity down, uh, we, we won't have to struggle and fight to get the Holy Spirit to move in our midst because he responds to unity. Yes, he responds to other things. Hear me. But I'm telling you, unity's at the top of the list. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And there came a sound. My goodness, unity is way more powerful than I think we realize. I think in this culture, Western culture, it's all about getting mine, and I'm going to get my hustle on, and I'm going to make it, and that's okay, do your thing, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to grind, and I did this. No, that we, as a Christian community, it is never exclusively about an individual ever, that when there is unity, there is power. Okay, this means to give our best. It means 100%. Look at your neighbor and say 100 it means me giving me a hundred, one hundred, all. Unity. Marriage takes a hundred percent. I said marriage takes a hundred percent of me and a hundred percent of her. And that makes a hundred percent. I know my math is horrible, but it ain't like 50-50. No, 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 no. It is 100. 100, 100 equals 100. It takes 100. Somebody say unity. The Bible says uh, unity in the Greek, I don't know if I mentioned it, it means oneness. Two operates, that two shall become one flesh. That, that marriage itself is a representation of unity. That two become one. That's, that's bad math, but it works in the spirit. One hundred. One hundred. This means to give our best. It means 100%. And so what this does is when we do this, this is what the word endeavor means. It means that uh, that me giving 100%, you giving 100% around the cause of Christ, around the gospel, around Jesus, around the word of God, we can preserve and, and spiritually guard. That's what it means. When we endeavor, it means I give my all because if I don't give my all, I am not really guarding the environment. That it requires my all to guard. It's never no half stepping in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, no half-stepping. It means to give my best 100% so we can preserve and spiritually guard our oneness in Christ. Here we go, 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read this, verse 25. Are you there? All right, here we go. That there should be no schism. Everybody say schism. Schism means separation. It's where you get the word schizophrenia, split personality, that there should be no split, no, no separation, no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another. Same care. There's, care is so powerful in the kingdom. The same care for one another. And if one member suffers, we all suffer with it. 
or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. No schism in the body. Why? Because it hurts people and the Holy Spirit does not hang out there. We have something we have here and we call it negative up, positive down. We as a team, as the leaders here, we have something we call negative up, positive down, which means we have a zero tolerance for gossip in this church. We don't tolerate it. We take you out back and we bury you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. No, but we, we really don't. I'm just serious. We do not play around with gossip. That we, that we have something we call negative up, positive down. I'm just sharing. This is part of our core values as a church, as a team. Any volunteer here, new volunteer that I've sat with and talked to, I've, I talk about negative up, positive down, which means any negative, you take it up to a leader. You take it up to your leader, your director, because then what it does is it puts the weight of any kind of negative or gossip on leadership to deal with. And now what you're doing is you're taking a negative and you're making leadership accountable for it. And then they're responsible, and also they're the ones that can actually fix it. Because I think gossip is, so, is you telling somebody that, that can't do nothing for you. If anything, it's going to spread. But when, and I like to use this analogy. This is something core to us as a church. Why? Because unity is so important. There's so many times I, I've heard people come into the church and say, man, you just feel the love and the connection. Why? Because we, we got negative up, positive down up in here. Because, why? Because we care about people, and I don't want people if for one second to walk in here and feel like they can't be healthy or vulnerable. That here you can, because we're not going to take your garbage anywhere else but up. We're going to take it to the Lord, but we're going to take it up to leadership. Even, I even tell people when I'm interviewing them, I say, hey, if, if I walk in the church and I look at you funny, and, 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 and let's just say I'm having a bad day, all I'm saying is just don't go tell uh, your friend that. Just go tell Pastor Nick and my wife, and they will put me in check. <laughs> say negative up. Negative up. Negative up. That, and because when you come into a church environment, any environment with people, there's negative stuff at times. But negative up is this, is that you take it up. And positive down means you could, you, could, you could spread good news any kind of way you want. You could come in here and just throw it any kind of way. But if it's some kind of negative, and, it, and I'm, not, I'm not downplaying a negative in our relationships or even in our church community here, but there's a way to deal with it. There's a way to deal with it. Why? We want unity. Why? We want the Holy Spirit here. Because the Holy Spirit is not attracted to an environment of gossip. Anybody ever been in a church? I'm, I'm sure there's people in here, don't raise your hand, that you've been in a church and you left because of that. Holy Spirit left too. I'm serious. That, that, that gossip is deadly. It is not of God and we don't tolerate it as a church. We do not tolerate it. I like to look at it this way. We are the house of God. And in a house, you have a kitchen, you have living rooms, you have bedrooms, you got all kind of stuff. And here you are with your smoldering log. You don't go take that log and burn it on the kitchen table. There is a, there's a fireplace for that. You take that negative and put it in the chimney so we can channel that thing so that it is controlled and there's leadership and there's order to that stuff. And not to say you don't have a smoldering log, but let's put the thing in the chimney so we don't burn the house down. Come on, somebody. Somebody say unity. Everybody say the unity of the spirit. Say this with me. Say, I endeavor. I work for. I put effort into it, to keeping the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. See that unity right there? It creates peace, peace of God, 
peace of God. Uh, when we had a prophet come recently, uh, not recently, not too recently, when we had our team night and he prophesied over everybody on the team. Um, you guys remember that? Uh, Greg DeVries and I went out to dinner with him and Pastor Jay afterwards and he's like, man, it felt like a family in there. You know? And I'm like, I, you know, and he, he, was, he was blessed by the environment. Wasn't blessed by anything I said necessarily, like, because I didn't really say much, but, uh, but he was blessed by the environment. When Christy came with Pastor Jay, she's like, dang, the team here, something about the team, like, you know, that. and I, it's not like we sit around going, okay, guys, okay, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. No, we just say, look, love people. That's all, you know, and so I, what I'm saying to, to affirm what God is doing here, let's endeavor to keep what he's doing here. Amen? Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. All right, are you guys getting something out of this? I know we're kind of getting into some nitty-gritty. I know some of you thought, oh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We are. The unity of the Spirit. We want to talk about what, what is attractive to him. The Bible says, and this scripture isn't in my notes, but I'm just kind of flowing out of my spirit here, is the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit or sadden him. And I'm telling you, gossip, and that, that saddens him. He is a person, as Pastor Nick preached the first week of this month, first Sunday, and our gossip and slander sadden him. Because he is a person, we don't want to offend him. I would rather us be offended by truth than him be offended by nasty. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same. Everybody say same. Everybody say same. 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 But is the same God who works all in all. God is diverse in his flow and expression and operation, but it is the same that we are open to how he wants to move and the way he wants to move through certain people. Not everybody's going to have the same expression. Everybody's given a unique expression of the Holy Spirit. And we celebrate and accept that because that comes with all your experience and your life's journey and the gifting God put in you. It is unique and different. Let that thing flow from you. You are unique. You are distinctly who God made you to be. And you have an expression of God and you are the only one in the earth with that expression. My goodness, you're the only Jesus some people will see or experience. You know, you have a unique, there's, there, there is diversities of gifts. It's the same Holy Spirit. All right, and this is my third point, is spiritual gifts flow in an environment of unity. Spiritual gifts flow. Anytime the Holy Spirit came and moved in the book of Acts, spiritual gifts instantly began to operate because it's not about the gift it's about the person, and if we honor the person, he shows up with gifts. If we focus on the gifts, we got it backwards. We're going to focus on him and let gifts come after. It's always about the person first. It's never about the gifts, all right? It's always about the person. In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit came, and they spoke with tongues and preached the gospel instantly. 
God moved. In, in Joel chapter 2, it, and it mentions this in Acts 2 about Joel 2. It says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and my son, your sons and daughters will prophesy. So prophecy begins to flow when the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit comes because of unity. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And instantly, people are prophesying. Didn't go to prophetic school. Ain't part of the prophetic camp. Don't hang out with a bunch of prophets. But the Holy Spirit was there, and folks start saying some good things. Come on, somebody. I think sometimes we think, oh, to prophesy, you have to go to a school of prophecy. And I'm not saying to do anything goofy or weird, but the Holy Spirit will flow when, with, and, and gifts flow when the Holy Spirit comes. They weren't prophets. They were prophesying why Holy Spirit was there. And once again, when Peter, in Acts chapter 10, when Peter preached the gospel, the Bible says, while he was preaching, the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they spoke with tongues. Holy Spirit came, there was unity, and God started uh, baptizing Gentiles in that moment. Here's another one in Acts 19. Paul laid hands on some people in Ephesus. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied immediately. When the Holy Spirit comes, because he's responding to a, a community of people operating in faith, gifts flow. Gifts begin to flow. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Let's go to verse 7 here. And uh, Robert and Katie, right? And I, I just, I felt, when we're in worship, I, I really uh, feel that you two are very forward-thinking people. And, and, this, and, and future-thinking people. And I felt like that, that you, you uh, I see you kind of like your posture is like leaning forward a little bit. And I feel like there's been people around you that didn't quite agree with maybe, maybe the way your approach towards things. And God has made you to be forward-thinking, future-thinking people. And Jer the, Jeremiah came to me where God told Jeremiah that, um, that I, I know the thoughts that I have for you to give you a hope and a future. And I feel that you, you do well in an environment where it's going somewhere. And, and I, I feel like this is, this is what God has um, really just put into you is, 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 is you have this thing where you, you don't, you, you're not trying to settle. You don't want to be mediocre. There's something in you that you need, uniquely want to see things change and do something. Thing. And, I, and I really feel here, just as Abraham, when God spoke to Abram, he, he showed him a picture, a vision of something in the future, and he began to walk that out. But there was a process for him to see it. And I really feel that as you see those things, and God wants you to move forward and, 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 and think future, very vision. There's so much vision in you. And you, you, might, some, you guys might be like, what, what's he talking about? But yeah, yeah. But, but, but there's, there's vision inside of you. And, and God's going God's gonna to drop that in you. But I hear the Lord saying this to encourage you, that from the point of God speaking to you and, and kind of downloading things of where you see yourself, that there is a process, but don't get discouraged by the process. Um, just allow that process to take place. And at the same time, don't compromise what you see and your desire, the way God made you to press into success and to push past things. And I'm here to say that not everybody around you will entirely agree with the, 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 the force at which you're going to chase your dreams. And, and, and God's given you that, and, and I feel that that's going to help some people. That what God put in you, and you saying yes to God about where he's taking you, and, and, and the pictures he's given you, it's going to help some people that are around you. So, Father, we just thank you for 
Robert and Katie. Father God, I thank you for what you've put in them. I thank you, Lord, that they will not compromise or settle or settle for mediocre living or, or mediocrity, but I thank you, God, for, uh, for the future you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. You have a manifestation and expression of the Spirit. You've been given a unique expression of the Holy Spirit, and you are uniquely gifted. But the manifestation of the Spirit, I know that word is like, wow, you know, manifestation is kind of a a healthy word there. The manifestation, it means to really, to bring to light the ways of God through you. Manifest means just to make known that there is a unique expression inside of you by the Holy Spirit. You, but the manifestation of the Spirit. And I think sometimes we look at the preacher like, oh, he's the one that's supposed to have the Spirit. Yes, hopefully he does. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Each one for the profit of all. You have an expression of God, an expression of the Holy Spirit inside of you, that your life is an expression of God. Your life is, is God's calling you to manifest what he's putting you, to bring to light, to make it apparent, to give an expression of who God is. Amen? So the Holy Spirit is advancing the kingdom in and through you. He wants to advance the kingdom through your life. The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Ghost. That the kingdom of God inside of you, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's, it's never... I mentioned this before, but it's never exclusively about spiritual gifts. It, spiritual gifts are a secondary consequence of a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts are the result of our relationship with Him. Spiritual gifts are the result of our worship. Um, prophecy flows because of worship. Amen? All right, here we go. My last scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. And we're going to close with this. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost, be with you all. He wanted to leave this church, the last letter, like really at the end of this letter to this city, and he wanted to leave them this. Here, if, here's the Trinity right here, right? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son, the love of God, the Father, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The communion of the Holy Spirit that you, I know for some of us, it might sound kind of, wow, that's pretty deep. Think about this, that, that you can actually have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. You, you, I know it's like, wow, really? Yeah. Say, you know, communion. Communion speaks of dialogue. It's really where you get the word koinonia or the word we used to use a lot in the 90s called fellowship. 
and we'd put on our church flyers, food, fun, and fellowship. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No? But fellowship is, is, is really, it's a spiritual exchange. You ever get around somebody and you're like, man, I got to get around them more. And it might not have been super spiritual or anything, but you're just like, man, my spirit is lifted. This person just, man, you left Connect Group and you're like, man, I'm going to take over the world. Hallelujah. And they're like, where are we at? I was at Connect Group. <laughs> What'd you do? I ate a bunch of food. I'm going to take over the world. Why? Because it's a spiritual exchange. Right? It's a spiritual exchange. So we... We, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the living God. You, sometimes I think you, you, we all need counseling. And he is the counselor. I'm not taking away from professional counseling at all. But the Holy Spirit, sometimes I think we run to people with our problems. Have you spoken to the Holy Spirit? Sometimes it is a challenge. I understand because it's by faith. It's not like, oh, you know, hey, Holy Spirit, how's it going? Just chilling. I I understand it's by faith. And if that's how you roll, that's fine. You could kick it and be like, hey, Holy Spirit, how's it going? Where you been? He's like, I've been here the whole time. You're like, well, I don't feel you. You know what he's going to tell you? I ain't a feeling, son. I'm a person. But you know what he's going to tell you? I hear you. I'll comfort you. Look at so many things in the Bible that talk about the Holy Spirit. Comfort, counselor. I mean, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of grace, the spirit of supplication. Those are all just, just different attributes of a person. Some people are like, man, I need wisdom. Have you spoken to the spirit of wisdom? <laughs> man, I need some power. I need Holy Ghost power. Did you, have you spoken to? God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power love man I, I need to i need to love people better yeah i know me too uh did you talk to the spirit of love come on somebody the communion of the holy spirit the communion to share in common to participate together a spiritual connection you're never alone you're never alone you're never alone holy spirit thank you holy spirit sometimes you just gotta do that thank you holy spirit Thank you, Holy Spirit. In my house, um, I think last night, we were just putting the kids to bed, and my wife said, oh, Jesus, you're awesome. I was in the closet going, yes, he is. Yes, he is. If, if a normal person came through, they'd be like, you're crazy. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I am crazy for Jesus. But I'm just talking, it's by faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Doing the dishes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're right here right now. Thank you for the wisdom I need, knowledge I need. Thank you for making me secure and whole, restoring me. Holy Spirit, you're here. You're a person. You're speaking expressly to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wife uh, put the kids kids to bed um, earlier this week, one of those nights. And and while she was doing that, it usually takes about a half hour or so. I just went into our room and I just prayed. I just walked the floor and prayed in the Spirit, talking to the Holy Spirit. Just took some time uh, inside of me. I really wanted to go down, eat a sandwich, and watch some basketball. But in, but in the moment, I said, you know, I'm going to talk to the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna spend. And then I went downstairs. There was some stuff that had to be done in the kitchen. And we, we, when my wife got down, we both went down. She's like, she goes down. She saw everything, kind of probably not quite finished. She's like, what were you doing? 
It's like I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what were you doing? No, but, but I said, you know, but in that moment, in that moment, I just put some time aside. And then I went and I watched the highlights. Highlights are better sometimes anyway. But you know, we got to take time aside, people of God, Holy Spirit filled people, temples of the Holy Spirit. And let's activate that thing. You know what I'm saying? That faith in us. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Commune with the Holy Spirit. Oh, walk with him and talk. He walks with me and he talks with me. Here's my question. It's, it'll be up on the screen here. Am I regularly communicating with the Holy Spirit? Amen. I don't say this to condemn you. You know, I don't say this to, to hurt you. I say this to let's do this. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. Talk to me. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.